on the Rational Rage Podcast Network. I'm your host, SVS, and joining me is the man who started it all, the one that brought me into the fold, BG from the 415. How you doing, yeah. man? Yo, man, I'm doing great, brother. You know, it's uh, it's an honor and a pleasure to join you again to shoot the shit about wrestling. You know, something that um, that you and I have been following. You know, way before our fucking nuts drop and shit, and we had, and we got that. You know, that bass in our voice. Yeah. You know? exactly. So, uh, you know, there's back, a lot of stuff. Back when we looked like Jungle Boy. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Back when we looked like like or, like, jungle, uh, like Jungle Boy shit, man. But what um, was his boys, Marco Scudo or whatever. Um, Marco Stunt. Marco Stunt, man. That's it, yeah. You know who's about as tall as um, about as tall as Mr. World Tour when he wears his um, his um, his insoles not, to give him an extra the loafers. inch or two. Yeah, the, oh, uh, the, the loafers without socks. And the loafers. <laughs> yeah, the loafers without socks. You know, Mr. Socks World off. Tour. You know. <laughs> All right, yeah, brother. So, uh, yes, sir. You know, so we got some stuff, man. Just uh, uh, let me know, man. So, you know, what you want to, you know, what type of jewels do you want to drop to these fans? Well, first of all, you know, uh, last episode I mentioned uh, what a crazy weekend of wrestling was coming up, which is now behind us. We had a uh, Clash at the Castle, which is a really good show. Um, I wasn't surprised at the main event result. Um, I think like a lot of fans, a part of me was kind of pulling for Drew a bit, but uh, but I figured they were going to keep it on Roman. I think uh, I don't know about you, but I think they're really waiting for Cody to be the one to dethrone him finally. Yeah, I mean I think that might be the direction that they're going. Yeah, I mean, uh, well, you know, you have like now you have more, I guess you could say, credible options as far as you know who's going to try to go after um. You know, after Roman, because you know, not only the you know, do you have Killer Cross? I'm not gonna call him Karen because that sounds kind of cheesy. You know, you got <laughs> him in the fold. You know, you still got Drew. Um, besides Cody, whenever he comes back from his titty tear, um, yeah, fucking, yeah. and now you know you have the, you know the return of Mister Monster Roman, yeah, the, the monster, monster among men, yeah, that guy. You know, so you, so you know you not you know you have the return of that dude, and of course. Um, you know, uh, Roman did mention in the past that he wants to, you know, take a lighter schedule, which is what he's taking because, you know, he doesn't come on TV, you know, back to back to back. You know, he takes a couple of, you know, shows off or whatever. So uh, next pay-per-view is what? Uh, Extreme Rules, right? I believe so. Yeah, that's what they're advertising next. Yeah. So they don't have any type of pay-per-view advertised for this month. So Extreme Rules, I believe it's going to be in October from Philly. And have they made any? Has there been any mention of as far as um any Crown Jewel, any type of Saudi show before the year ends? Uh, not that I've heard. Uh, I know that as of right now, they're not planning on stopping those, but they haven't begun advertising one yet, to the best of my knowledge. Yeah, you know, I haven't seen anything either. And you know, fucking the other Saudi shows have been real big money for whoever decides to sell their soul to the crown yeah. and shit, you know? So, if, you yeah. know, if you're looking for a big-ass payday, you know, you definitely take that up and you make that money, you know, because that's what it's all about, making your money, co- right? Your, your, co- your uh, Shawn Michaels and your Goldbergs and, yeah, man, they, they go out there, they dust off the, the cobwebs and uh, yeah. 
arguably <laughs> either uh, feel a little rush again or embarrass themselves tremendously and then go home with more money than you and I may ever see. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, that, that's Saudi oil money, man. But, uh, yeah, so there's a lot of, you know, you brought up a good point there with Braun. You know, I, I wasn't even considering him for a while because it was just a rumor that he might come back. And when I saw him come back, and I saw how much better shape he's in, and I just saw him just tear ass and just destroy all those guys. I thought, <laughs> now this is believable mm-hmm. as someone who could utterly destroy Roman. So, yeah. so maybe, maybe, or at least take one of the belts. You know, so who knows? Yeah, I think uh, that's. You know, I think it's kind of a you know, like you know, I understand that right now your, you know, your big draw is Roman. You know, for both the USA Network and for Fox or whatever. You know, but it's kind of like a disservice because, you know, if you were to have, you know, I mean, you know, it's like we said, you know, at the end of the day, it's about making money. You know, it's about yeah getting people, getting like the casual viewer who nowadays is pretty, it's pretty rare to be channel surfing because, you know, a lot of times it's, it's a lot of the stream shit, you know, is going on. Plus, yeah. you know, you got a lot of shit right now, you know, that you can watch besides wrestling or you can fucking, uh, you know, you know, for all you Marvel fans, you can also tune into Hulu and watch Hitmonkey. If you haven't checked that out, it's actually pretty dope. You know, is it but, now? Okay. You know, but um, yeah, dude, it's uh, you know, like I, I think if they were to have like a a split, you know, have one champion for or one brand or whatever, maybe that could do them benefits because if you're see, because it's like if you are gonna have somebody take both belts from Roman. It needs to it needs to be somebody credible and it yeah. needs to be somebody that's actually gonna still keep keep those ratings going up and keep the interest of the fans because that's the main thing. It's you know, it's keeping the the interest of fans. Because yeah, build build someone hmm. up and you know, um if they were to build Braun upright, um people can forget whatever things in the past may make them say, you know, oh, I don't know, can he be Roman? Because blah, blah, blah. If they, in this current run, do something reminiscent of, um, for the fellow fans who are around our age, um, something like when we very, very first saw Kane. Yeah. If they do a buildup similar to that, I mean, a lot a lot of people are going to be like, I, I don't know how Roman gets out of this. Yeah, because it's you know? about, you know, it's, you know, it, it, it's about uh, it's about credibility. Yeah, you know, and absolutely. Do you know how it is? You know, some you know some like for a majority of wrestling fans do have a long memory, so you know they are going to remember yeah. the time when, when um, when fucking uh, when, you know, when Braun was dressed as an elf. You know that cheesy <laughs> shit. Yeah. You know, but when, remember another thing to remember too is uh. You know, the birthplace of a, I'm not finished with you was him just, you know, beating the brakes off of Roman. Yeah, that's right. Baby, exactly baby right. face yeah. Roman. He was locking them in ambulances and mm-hmm. shoving them upside down or some shit, whatever it was. Yeah. Just showing off his crazy strength. So, I mean, you know, yeah. there's that. Yeah. And, you know, and it's, you know, and you also need, you know, and that's one thing that a lot of um, the difference between between the fans of, WWE and the fans of every other promotion is that you also need to you have to as a wrestler you got to keep the attention of a fan yeah. with your words because 
as yeah. soon as you get in, you know, like as soon as you get in front of a camera, whether it be inside the ring, whether it be backstage, you got to know how to talk. You you have Absolutely. to have that gift to gab because if you don't have that gift to gab, and your shit sounds awful and it sounds extremely scripted and robotic, you're not going to connect to the fans, you know. And with Braun, it's like Rrr! he's always like screaming or whatever. And of course, you know Braun. I think when he made his little thing, was it after that women's tag team match when the men were trying to do their thing? Or I think so. I think so. Okay. Yeah, because you know he is dating uh fucking Raquel Gonzalez, Rodriguez, yeah. Sanchez, whatever the fuck her last name. You know he is dating her. Yeah. You know? So, but you know it's um okay. Let me ask you this. So, do you think people do you are tuning in because it's an actual better product with trips doing his you know running the show? Or because people were just sick and tired of just Vinnie Mac just fuck man, just completely just doing some head scratching bullshit like he'd been doing for the last, I don't know, 10, 15, 20 years. Um, you know, at the risk of sounding like a bit of a cop out, I think I honestly do think it's both. I think there's a curiosity from mm-hmm. some people hearing that Vince McMahon stepped down. I mean, who who didn't hear that? Yeah. Um and so then they there's a curiosity to be like, oh well, well let's see how this is then. Let's 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 tune in. Yeah. Um, but then I think there's also from people that maybe were off and on a genuine a, a genuine appreciation of what many would would agree is a better product now. Um, you know, you have you have a lot more actual wrestling than Mm -hmm. you used to have um i mean there are times where you had something like 45 no not even something like 25 minutes of actual wrestling in a three-hour program Mm -hmm. i mean what the hell you know (laughs) and Mm -hmm. then so i mean it's, it's increased a lot you know we haven't seen um you know, I, I like goofiness in, in wrestling here and there, but one thing that I could not stand was all the gags with that 24-7 title. Yeah. And I I don't think we've seen any of that since he's been back. I think Dana Brooks been in a match or two, and they acknowledged the belt by saying, oh, and just a reminder, folks, it's not on the line uh, during this match. The rules are suspended or something. Mm-hmm. But that was it. Other than that, it wasn't all these crazy shenanigans where our truth is marrying people and... and <laughs> You know, Tazawa's getting attacked by ninjas or whatever the hell kind of, you know, that's all been gone for the most part. The wildest stuff we've seen has been the Dexter Loomis stuff. And so far it's been done in that way that when goofy wrestling works. Yeah. You know, like when you have like your undertakers or your, you know, people that if someone wanted to be a cynic, they would say that that was just as ridiculous as anything else, but it works. Because yeah. of the way you convince the crowd to go along with it. Yeah. And that's how the Dexter Loomis stuff has been. And everything else has just been wrestling and just, just good, good stuff. So I think people are genuinely appreciating the product. But I think a lot of it's a, a curiosity, too. They hear mm-hmm. that Vince is gone, so they want to see what's up. Yeah, And there's going to be marks for the uh, quote-unquote other team who... We'll check it out and be like, yeah, you know, it's better, but it's still not really, you know. And hey, that's fine. You know, everyone likes what they like. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, the ratings have seen a big jump. And I do think that a lot of that is because of the hard work that, that everyone, both in the ring and behind the curtain, have been uh, doing. Yeah, because I think for the, um, you know, when it was the the other twenty four seven whatever, I think that you know I think that garbage was just fodder, you know, like that oh, you yeah. needed something to like you know fill in like a certain time gap or whatever. Absolutely. And you know, people like you know, well, you know, they need some type of comedy, whatever. And, you know, I'm all for comedy. Yeah, as yeah. long as it's actual, like it actually makes you laugh, like a natural laugh and not some forced reaction, which was which is what a lot of these, you know, wrestlers, whether it be WWE, AEW, fucking New Japan. I'm like, if I didn't see the people in the crowd, I would think that these guys were wrestling in an empty arena. Because I understand, you know, the Japanese fans are more respectful. I was just going to say that's not so much on them as yeah. it is the, the the culture and the fans. But yeah, yeah, and you know, and with um, with uh, you know, with WWE now, it's you know, uh, Triple H is not putting these dudes, these women that should not be on TV on TV because he recognizes that a lot of these people are still way too green. That the only reason they were brought up is because they are tall. That's it, because you had fucking yeah. almost uh, what dude. He was, I, I, I mean, yeah. he's awful. You know that guy. It was just clumsy. He need he definitely needs more seasoning. You know that and, was. It's interesting you say that. I remember seeing photos of him on forums when he was uh, training in NXT. And if my memory serves correct, he never appeared on NXT. He did nope. the house show circuits with them. To mm-hmm. get that in-ring experience, because I saw photos from house shows. Mm-hmm. So what was cool about original NXT was that the house shows were like truly like an indie promotion. I'd see photos of them; they'd be in like high school gymnasiums mm-hmm. and these tiny little places. And I saw fair photos of them there. Mm-hmm. But once when it got to where he was like, I guess I want to say the words "good enough," but I think you and I both agree he is not even good enough. No, he's not. But whatever I guess Vince felt was good enough, uh, they just threw him out there because, you know, he likes his spectacle. Yeah, you know, so remember, like, uh, I think, you know, like, like my my first time of seeing this dude was uh, in the, um, that one bullshit fight club thing that Oh, during Shane the pandemic, uh, yeah. Shane had a backstage fight club or something, yeah, right? That, 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 almost, that almost was a bouncer, I think, right? Yeah, he was like the door dude, so he was like, yeah. burr, 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 burr. I'm like, I'm like, you know, fuck you. Know, like, even when I was a little kid, like the only tall dudes that ever caught my eye were, of course, you know, fucking the legend Andre the Giant, him, oh, yeah. fucking Big John Stud, um, fucking yeah. Sid Vicious, you Sid. know, Sid fucking, caught my eye. Yeah, fucking Sid, Sid was an enigmatic guy. Uh, yeah, because he was just, you know, he guy. was he was just wound like super wound up, very high strung. You know, but it's like these dudes caught your attention because they can do more than just whatever it was. You know, of course, you know, like as you know, a lot of these taller dudes start to age, they're not as graceful. You know, which happens to everybody. Yeah. And right. and and also, you know, like you know, when you had the young, you know, the young giant fucking Paul White when he this guy was crazy athletic. But it's like when he was know, in WCW, he yeah. was he was a lean boy, and he and he was crazy athletic, but hitting drop kicks and shit. Yeah, yeah. You know, but I mean, it's, you know, I mean, you know, you know, we'll see, you know, it's still about a month and a half into, you know, Trips' reign, 
you know, so yeah. we'll see exactly what, you know, what he tries to do with the product. And it's like, of course, you know, when people who were turned off by a lot of the stupidity that was going on or whatever, or because, you know, time is just something that's undefeated. And, yeah. you know, when you have so many options today of just watching whatever it is that you want to watch, you know, if something's not really catching your eye, you're not going to fuck with it. You're like, eh, you know, I got better things to watch and just tune into this and see some whatever, whatever. But yeah, you know, like a lot of the matches under, you know, Trips' reign have gotten a little bit longer, you know, yeah. and a lot of stuff is is making more sense, you know, which is good because a lot of the stuff before just, you're like, it just made no sense. There's a lot of storylines that just went nowhere and yeah. just abruptly ended. And, yeah. and that is not so much of a thing anymore. And one thing a friend of mine brought up that I that I never really noticed, but but he's right. Uh, he was complaining about this a little before Trips took over, and I'm starting to see it now uh, being reversed under Triple H. And that is, he said that he missed the days when you had sort of an intertwining of everything with a lot of the storylines. So for example, you know, the, uh, you had the corporation and then you had the ministry of darkness. Mm -hmm. They were kind of going at it, but then Vince and Austin still had their thing, but then Austin was kind of wanting a thing at the title. Yeah. So like, you had these kind of layers that were kind of intertwining. And he said after a while, he noticed around the time that a lot of the problems started to happen, around the time that they started scripting promos, around the time that they started hiring way more writers, uh, basically the start of a lot of things that we hate, he noticed that every segment felt like it was his own contained universe. Nothing yeah. ever interlapped. Yeah. And I'm noticing now you're you're kind of seeing a bit more of that. For example, Theory, you know, uh, recently, since Gargano debuted, has been kind of busting his chops a little bit. Mm -hmm. But he also, uh, I forget who it was, but he had a segment with somebody on Raw that was after him. And he's also been threatening to cash in on, on Roman. <laughs> so he's kind of involved in all these different things. There's yeah. these layers going on, you know. And there might be even more layers depending on what they do with Dexter Loomis if they want to touch on the way again or something, you know. So I like that. You know, that's one little subtle change that we're seeing as well as more wrestling and better wrestling and a lot better promos too. I mean, every time Kevin Owens has cut a promo, man, I've felt it. Yeah, because, you, you know, know? With, um, with, uh, with KO, he's always been good on the mic. Yeah. But he's very, you know, whenever he speaks, he's very passionate. You can feel his passion. But lately, and, uh, a lot more so. Yeah, and you know, and of course, also you know, you know, when you bring up the way and Dexter Loomis and Gargano, whatever, the one thing about WWE is that they're not under the assumption. I'm talking about their play-by-play -play commentators or whatever that you watched NXT. You know, they right. You know, they'll fill you in. And say, oh yeah, you know this. You know this guy, that guy, whatever. They were once rivals, friends down in nxt so that we're like oh shit you know let me you know like uh let me backtrack and see if i can see the uh interactions that that fucking austin theory had with jo johnny gargano that they had with dexter loomis 
you know, fucking let me see Killer Cross when he was just that psycho in NXT whooping everybody's ass undefeated, had to give up the belt because of an injury, not this fucking cheese ball fucking bootleg demolition bullshit that Vinny that they had him kinda, doing yeah. yeah it's just well they 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 assumed that for several reasons number 1 because that's how uh Vince was not to beat a dead horse and 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 keep crapping on Vince cuz our debut episode we we gave the man a lot of love yeah. um cuz there's always some good with the bad but that's how he was you know you you call up somebody like say Alistair Black um and Vince does not realize, oh, this is the guy who was NXT champion mm-hmm. who had a great feud with uh, uh, Andrade Almas. Yeah. Who, you know, uh, was doing all this crazy shit in NXT. Here's what I can do with him. Just keep that ball rolling. Yeah. No, Vince would say, oh, this is the newest call from NXT. Okay. Who are you? What do you do? Mm hmm. He had no fucking clue. So when he didn't have that kind of thing going on, that's why you had things like uh, Karrion Cross no longer having Scarlet and, and coming out to uh, you know with the gimp mask, looking like uh, something <laughs> out of a uh, um, the Road Warrior Mad, <laughs> Mad Max Part Two. You know, mm-hmm. so that's part one. I think part two is because the types of fans that Vince really wanted to cater to also didn't really watch nxt i remember an episode of raw that a buddy of mine went to with me and for those who have never been to one of those live tapings um when the tv that you're watching at home goes to commercial in the arena they kind of do what sports things do like you know kiss cam type shit but then they also do like their own internal ads like for wwe shop stuff like that so they played an ad one time at the show we were at for nxt and this mother sitting in front of us with two kids turned back to us because she could hear us talking like the smarks that we were and she goes what what's nxt and i remember i was just like oh boy so i kind of explained it to her i think she had like a jersey on so i was kind of like oh you, you watch basketball and she goes yeah i was like all right it's like the d league you know <laughs> if it was baseball i was like it's like triple a you know it's like where they train you know the new uh, she was like oh okay okay but I was just like, man, like she doesn't know what NXT is, you know. And that's those are the people that Vince wants. Those are the people that aren't gonna have the same gripes that we will. Mm-hmm. And that's that was one of the issues, you know. Yeah. And that's why so many of those people had those issues. But you know, some of them, some of them got lucky. And uh, you know, speaking of luck, a lot of them are getting second chances, just like Braun. And so you know, yeah. we'll see where it goes. I'm, I'm glad that some people are getting. Uh, the chance to speak how they want to speak. Cause like I said, Kale Kale's not the best example because he was always great on the mic, no matter what. I mean, that mm-hmm. guy was just a consummate professional, whatever you tell him to do, he'll, he'll make gold out of it. But lately you can tell there's a difference. He sounds more human. He sounds more relatable. Mm-hmm. And I like that. They're bringing back the gritty prize fighter sort of angle that he had back in NXT and his early main roster run. Well, hopefully, you know, he stops fucking power bombing people on the apron. Cause that's just, really stupid you know because one you know one slip up and that's it for you your career months yeah yeah and and you you know know, i think that could be a possibility because uh one thing that i've wanted to remind people to sort of temper their expectations about where we can go in the future with this you know they're still a corporation 
mm-hmm. and they still have shareholders. It's not Tony Khan making it rain and trying to do whatever he wants. It's <laughs> it's still shareholders that'll say, "We don't like blood," yeah. or "We don't want this," or you know. So there's certain things that people I think hope and want will happen that it's like eh, it's not. You're gonna see a much better product. You already are, but you know we're not gonna see a. HLA again, <laughs> you know, we're not going <laughs> to see, uh, you know, shout out to anyone who actually knows what I'm talking about with that reference. Um, you know, certain things like that, this, you know, it's not going to fit the corporate model. So, so the power bomb on the apron that could, you know, that might not be around forever. Just like, you mm-hmm. know, they eventually had to get rid of the tombstone and a uh, clean headshot uh, chair shots. Yeah. You know? But you know, what's, uh, you know, what's crazy about the, about the, about trips taking over, and those that were let go, all these NXT graduates, standouts, or whatever, is that a lot of these dudes that that left fucking um, the entertainment business of wrestling to mm-hmm. AEW. Yeah. A lot of these guys all of a sudden are developing mental issues that they can't do this, they can't do that. Yeah, like I, I mean, I mentioned Alistair Black. You know, shout out to him, yeah, uh, Mr. Malachi back. He yeah, apparently has requested his release, and from what the rumors are saying, it, it's more about personal stuff. So I don't know if there's you know trouble in paradise with him and Zelina. I don't know if maybe he's just fed up with the way things are being run in AEW. Uh, Miro, the the Redeemer. Uh, I'm sure you saw a few weeks ago, or maybe it was a month ago it came out that, you know, someone, some random fan had made a tweet uh-huh. saying that he had it better in WWE. He liked and it. He, and he, he liked the tweet. So, but you I know mean, what though, brother, but you know what though? Um, so when it comes to Malachi, Alistair, whatever the fuck he wants to come. So I call it bullshit straight up because he definitely got it better than Miro did. You know, when he came up, absolutely. You know, because I'm like, he's got his own on. stable. You can tell he's having yeah. creative freedom. You know, I'm like, I'm like, dude, fucking at least you're getting airtime and your fine ass wife is not getting any type of play. She is the queen. No one gives a fuck. She's getting yeah, no she, type of play. She had a little bit there with the queen. She thing, did with um she's, she's been gone for a few months now. Yeah, for a couple of months. You know, like haven't seen you know, like the, the only time I see her is on Twitter, and that's about it. You know, but as far yeah. as like in, in the ring, you know, I haven't seen her in a couple of months. He should he yeah. You know he's there with, um, you know, with Buddy, whatever the fuck, Buddy Murphy uh, and uh, yeah, Brody he, King, yeah, yeah, Brody King looking flabby as fucking shit. You know, yeah. he's yeah. with those three dudes. Shout out but to I'm, the flabby brothers. You know, yeah, you know, shout out to those flabby dudes. You know, you know. That. But see, but the thing is, like, okay, if you are flabby and you are a just a a a working stiff, mm. okay, there might be that you, you may get some leeway. But yeah. if you are one of these athletes. Because they're all, you know, the, regardless if you can, whatever you call professional wrestling, these dudes, these dudes, these women are athletes. There's yeah. no excuse for them not to stay fit. There's no excuse for them to hit the gym. There's no excuse for them to have a nutritionist because they all have nutritionists nowadays. So they're readily available. There's no excuse for them looking flabby or whatever. And to you know, a like, degree, yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, and that's one thing. It's like, they're like, well, you know, my genetics whatever no that's bullshit because we remember Walter Gunta whatever he was looking he was looking flabby but then he got shout, out, 
Shout out to that guy, dude. Because he that, got himself in shape. He looked like he stopped eating not a single carb for several right. months. I mean, yeah, he, he lost fucking, a lot of weight. You know, he lost he, so much weight that when I first yeah. saw him post weight loss, I almost thought he looked sick. Like it didn't look natural. Yeah, he did, yeah, you know, he, he did look kind of sickly. And for you know, his he has an actual jawline now. His ears yeah. are kind of bigger. Yeah, like, yeah. Because his, his head isn't like, as big either. Yeah, his head isn't as big, dude. Because you know, his head looks like a fucking balloon. Yeah, you know, yeah. but but you know, like so with Miro. I mean, this dude to me, you know, he's dude, he's fucking nice. You know, he's nice. Yeah. You know, he you know, fucking he can get on the mic, do his thing. He's a charismatic dude. He's believable. He's, I'm a big fan know, of Miro. Yeah, he's you know, he's nice. Andrade, because he also liked the same tweet that they mentioned him. Also, mm. here's my thing. If you're Andrade, why don't you click up with some of these like straight up Spanish is your first language wrestlers that have made the effort to learn the language? Rush, you know, his his ingobernables teammate, Rush, and his brother Dragon Lee. These dudes have made the effort to learn English because they know, like, okay, yeah, you know, I'm a great wrestler, whatever. But I need to connect with these fans on the mic, which is what a lot of these dudes can't do because there's only so many fucking 20 star matches you can have or whatever. But if you can't connect with these fans on the mic, they're not going to give a fuck about you, you know? Yeah. So Andrade, come on, dude, fucking link up with your teammates. Have them teach you how to speak English. Fucking the Garza cousins. You know, mm-hmm. the Lotharios, whatever stupid-ass name they want to give these dudes. Both these dudes have lineage. Their uncles, Hector Garza, who's a legend, both these dudes are named after their uncle. They and that's so wild to see where they are. Ex- you know, and it's just, see, you know, whenever I look at the Latino wrestlers that don't have the last name of Misterio, they just get yeah. shitted on so badly. The, L- the, the fucking LAX dudes. Both of these dudes, it's sad to hear that both these guys are beefing internally. Fucking Santana and Ortiz. You know, it's sad to see that these guys have some kind of beef. That's why you haven't seen Santana in a couple of months. I did not hear that, actually. Yeah. I missed that one. Yeah, so these dudes have some type of gripe, you know, fucking, you know, and it's just... See, that's, that's just more, more piling on to the next thing that, you know, I wanted to talk about, which was, you know, um, you know, we just spent uh, some time talking about a lot of the positives that are happening in happening in AEW uh, WWE and it's interesting how they're having all this um potential finally coming to fruition while AEW um seems to be kind of hitting a snag you know I'm not sounding the uh, doomsday alarm like some people are but it's it's a little difficult to not uh, especially if you're our age, to not have a little bit of uh, some memories of um, very late stage WCW and how yeah. a lot of that stuff has fallen apart. Um, you know, I did not know that Santana Ortiz are having issues. Uh, that's like you. I feel very upset to hear that because I like those dudes. Mm-hmm. I think that they're solid workers. I like their look, their style. Um, you're right. You're right. I've only seen. Um, uh, one of them is uh, he he keeps uh, backing up Ruby Soho, right? I think Ortiz. that's what he's doing. Yeah, Ortiz a short and 
yeah so i mean that's that's interesting so i mean yeah you have that you know um whatever it is going on with malachi i mean it could it could be personal since you know we haven't seen Zelina on, on wwe tv as well either maybe he's just who knows man mental health is complex uh, who knows what's going on but i hope you're right on calling bullshit because i i hope he's not suffering from something like that mm-hmm. um you know there's that nonsense we heard about uh, even though apparently it's squashed now but kingston and um and uh sammy guevara um <laughs> You know, if I want to hear, he's a bit of a jackass anyway. Uh, but still, it's like everywhere you turn, it seems like there's all this real internal strife. I mean, there's the one that I heard about. Uh, let me know if you heard this one. I'm sure you did. Where apparently uh, Thunder Rosa worked really stiff on, a, I think it was Jamie Hayter, mm-hmm. and pissed her off so much that she ended up hiding in the back somewhere. You know, for those of you who are listening, this is not story this is like something that apparently really happened because jb hater was like trying to fight her and really throw down with her because she like messed her nose up or something and i mean <laughs> it's it's like what is going on you know and and then you know lately the big thing that we're gonna talk about is is all this shit that's been happening with uh cm punk <clears throat> and the uh, the evps of the company uh you know kenny omega and the young bucks and uh I don't think he's got that high of a position, but he's in line in league with those guys. I hang man, mm-hmm. Adam page, you know, a few months ago, there was a thing with punk and page. I guess when Hangman Adam page cut a promo on punk, when they had a program, he, uh, he really struck a nerve, you know, for, mm-hmm. for punk being such a tough guy, I guess a uh, line was crossed <laughs> somewhere, which is why he then kind of buried him on his promo with Mox came out and challenged Hangman and, I think Hangman was in catering at the time, so he knew he wouldn't come out. So he was like, so when he didn't come out, he's like, yeah, that's what I thought, you know? And anyways, now that we know you're a coward. And then he also pissed off uh, the elite at the press conference, at the post-event uh, media scrum. Talked a lot <laughs> of mad shit. Yeah, he did. He did. And then for those who don't know, he te- uh, who are very casual watchers, uh, Punk talked a lot of shit at this post-fight uh, mm-hmm. media scrum because AEW likes to do these things just like a UFC or a boxing event they have these like post uh, event uh, press conferences Punk apparently uh, went full CM Punk dri- dropped another proverbial pipe bomb talked mad shit about Omega and the Young Bucks said something to the effect of uh, you know and if you got a problem with that come and see me and apparently they that's they did just that they went and knocked on his door in his locker room. He didn't answer, or he told him to fuck off one of the two, and then they kicked in the door. And a legit fight broke out. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, yeah, now they're all suspended. Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks were uh, inaugural trios champions for all of about 24 hours or something. Punk has now two AEW world title reigns that have each lasted, I think, five days total. Yeah, yeah. we. We, but you know what? Though? So, so you know, getting back to like you know, like the the, uh, the AW and all the backstage issues they've been having, you know. So besides besides blessing my brain with the dopeness that is the Rash and Rage, the infamous Double R Network. Yes. I also tune into Conan Disco Inferno and the very very famous producer JoJo, the Philly entrepreneur. So. When I started listening to these dudes, they were talking about Thunder Rosa. So mm. there are two conflicting 
um, injuries that she, so I guess the producer Jojo, he, I don't know, one of his, shout out to the cat, <laughs> one of his, um, <laughs> one of his um, sources in AEW told him that supposedly she had an injury that was completely different from what she, she specifically told Conan. So they were like, they were like, okay. So I guess when Conan called her, because she's supposed to have been appearing in an event, and yeah, she was going to be fighting in Triple A, the promotion that he helps run. She was going to be fighting. She was going to be fighting Taya Valkyrie. Oh, okay. I think for the championship, whatever. So he called. He was like, "Hey, what the fuck? You told me it was this." But I'm hearing from somebody else that you're supposedly suffering from this. So she's like, wait, what? Uh, so what did I tell you again was my injury? And I'm like, so she told him that. And, and then, the, you know, you know, I guess Tony Khan put something out there that an eight-minute segment of hers is not as interesting as one with Mr. Full with Mr. Phil Brooks, better known as CM Punk. And then you mentioned that thing that supposedly she the fucking legit fucking pop fucking Jamie Hayter. Hey, shout out to her, man. That thickness is... Ah, Jamie Hayter, man. Oh, my nice. goodness. You know, so, indeed. Yeah. <laughs> you know, double. You know, yeah. but, um, you know, but it's, it, it's crazy when you hear about these things because, you know, when it comes to whatever whether it be wrestling, football, whatever, it's that soap opera backstage bullshit that's like, wait, what? What happened? Oh, shit, man. I didn't know that. You know, like fucking CM Punk. You know, when they did that whole... See, because of the Bucks and Omega, these two, the EVPs, whatever, Cody mentioned something about that, you know, before he left. Because I guess they were having um, a lot of, you know, for Cody Rhodes, for all of you that don't know, that they were having that he and those three were having a lot of differences of opinion when it came to how to run the show because these guys mm, are very yeah. New Japan esque, you know. Because New Japan, after matches over a big match, they always have that post match little thingy where the dude is right there, small ass table. You got all these fucking reporters. You got your water. You're taking sips. You're talking your shit. Whatever. So when CM Punk did his thing, for all of you that don't know, yeah, like if you look it up on YouTube, it might seem like a super long ass fucking clip, but there's there's certain spots that are like they're, they're much shorter than that long shit. So CM Punk called out fucking Hangman. He called him, I think he called him a dipshit. Fucking somewhere along those lines, he called him a dipshit. Yeah, he's mentioned yeah. brain dead or something. Yeah, he I don't said know he's if brain it was dead. Hangman or if it was Kenny, but yeah. Hangman. That he was talking about Hangman. I, I think the only time that he mentioned fucking um fucking Omega was when he said that these guys were not fit to even manage a target. So he started Ooh, yeah. Hangman, you know, <laughs> so he got into these dudes. I, I mean he got in that ass. Oh yeah, and, and yeah, then he yeah. started shitting in all these fucking so-called journalists or whatever. That dude Nick House, Nick Hosman was like the first dude that got it. But yeah. Of course, he brought up his old friend, who 
fuck he really dislikes fucking Scott Coltman, better Coltman, better known as Coke Cabana. Yeah. So he got into his history, ass. Yeah. He's like, you know, I paid for this, I paid for that, I have receipts, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, you know, when I started hearing these things, you know, because you know, you and I being fans of wrestling. Yeah. And these guys are paid workers. You're yeah. like, okay, is this legit or is this bullshit? Because it makes you think. And then you have poor Tony Khan, who I guess when I guess when when Hangman called out CM Punk and was pissed off CM Punk, I guess, you know, supposedly uh, Tony Khan was unaware that that Hangman was going to shit on Punk the way he did. And, of course, it caught CM Punk by surprise. And we all know what that led to. We, you know, like That led to that promo that Punk cut on fucking Hangman. And next thing you know, this media scrum. And I'm like... Like the one thing I didn't like about the whole lead up is that okay, so the match, the first match, like the title exchange, in which fucking John Moxley got uh, got the belts, you know he beat him with, you know, with his finisher, he hit him twice with that finisher. Yeah, him. I think that match lasted three minutes because supposedly Punk supposedly got foot, injured. Yeah, you know, you see, and there we go. That's another thing. So. If you're keeping track of this whole shit show, whatever that happened, is that supposedly Punk had to relinquish the title because he tore his peck during the match with Moxley in the pay-per-view, the, the, uh, the all-out pay-per-view, uh, when he tried to hit him with a tope. And I'm like, dude, you know, you know, that's one thing. You know, yeah, you know, we'll, you know, we'll eat shit and th- you know, we'll eat shit and call it ice cream, but. Stop trying to insult the fans' intelligence. You know, we all heard about this thing that supposedly happened that that Punk got into it with the Bucks. That supposedly um, Punk's trainer Ace Steel bit one of these dudes in the boob. That uh, came yeah, he also <laughs> chucked a chair and yeah, uh, that Punk got hit with a chair. Uh, no, no, I think it was one of the Bucks took the yeah, chair. Took the chair shot? Yeah, well, yeah, because he just launched up. it across the room, yeah. <laughs> hopefully you're like, all right, oh, Yeah, hey, hopefully they didn't uh, McFoley it, you know. <laughs> you put your hands up and slap your thigh, like, oh, shit, yep. and, and, and supposedly, supposedly Kenneth Omega saved Punk's dog. Are <laughs> so crazy. It's just a bunch of, like... I, I heard that. The other, on a more serious note, the other one that I heard... Uh, was that Ace Steel's girlfriend was in the locker room at the time. Oh <laughs> and at the time, she was legitimately injured. I think she had a leg in a cast or something. Well, so he so he understandably starts panicking because there's mm-hmm. all these wrestlers starting to f- really fight while his loved one on crutches is in the same room. You know? <laughs> so, I mean, it was just a shit show oh my God. all the way around just a complete and utter shit show <sighs> um if if we're gonna assume that most if not all of this is completely real i uh i commend tony khan for handing out suspensions um but you know uh i don't want to use this to shit all over aew because you know let's not act like this is completely brand new i mean you know we're both wwe fans and back when it was uh the wwf you know, there are stories about Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels having real life uh, shoot fights in the locker room. Uh, I think Eddie Guerrero one time uh, 
<laughs> tried to uh, kick Kurt Angle's ass uh, backstage. For yeah, I heard about that. I'm like, the, come on, the, dude. And the way he did it was shooting in for a double leg on an Olympic gold medal wrestler. Man. Uh, R.I.P. to Eddie, man. One of the goats. But, you know, um, but, 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 but my point is, is that, you know, this stuff can happen. You know, I'm not yeah. saying it, I'm not saying it can't, but the fact that it's happening now when AEW has all this other bullshit sort of swirling around, you know, it, it makes you wonder, like, you know, sometimes things like these happen at the job where there's like a lot of drama, mm-hmm. but sometimes things start falling apart. So, I mean, you know, what do you think this is just some snags that uh, Tony needs to to you know whip some ass and get some people online or do you think this is a a sign of something bigger more problematic you know what dude it's all on him because in all honesty like if you are you know if, if you're tony khan you're like all right dude you know like, i'm cool with some you know, like I, i'm cool with these people i'm trying to have a different relationship that you know than what they especially those that came from vinnie Macland, you know like you know I, i'm trying to have a different relationship from what they had with him as far as me with them. And it's like, okay, you know, cool, your friends, whatever, but business is business. You know, yeah. like, you know, like, and you don't want to be that guy, you know, because they've tried to compare themselves so many times to, to fucking WCW during the Monday night word or no, you're not, you know, if you're not, you're nowhere near, near them, your stables, your wrestlers are nowhere close to who these guys were. Okay, you don't have that main attraction like Hulk Hogan. You don't have these dudes that had people talking like Scott Hall and fucking Kevin Nash. You don't have that shit. And it's like, you know, if he really wants to have this be successful, one, whether it be an actual work or if it's fucking legit, take advantage of it. But you also yeah. got to know how to crack the whip. Be like, okay, dude. Yeah, you're my see, it's kind of like it's like when like for example, you're at work. All right, fucking both of you, both you and I worked at a place. Okay, we worked at a spot. Mm-hmm. So we were cool with certain people. Yeah. And it's like even though you have a boss, there is a there are people who don't even need a title like that, that you can go to them because you see leaders in these dudes so it's like when you're in a position of leadership yeah you got to develop that relationship but you also got to know when to crack the whip because if you don't because if you don't crack the whip and you don't have these people who get out of line face any type of repercussion guess what they're going to keep doing it they're going to keep doing it eventually when you try to crack that whip, like man fuck you man fuck out of here man you know you're gonna be very dismissive you're not gonna buy into their whole oh man let me crack the whip and motherfucker if you don't get your shit together guess what's gonna happen sometimes you need to make an example out of somebody you need you need to set a precedent early yep because if you don't make because if you don't make one of these insubordinate assholes and fucking an example guess what every one of these motherfuckers is gonna take advantage Then, then 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 all these people who get released or whatever, and they end up somewhere else, they're going to be these quote-unquote sources to these supposed fucking writers who have no follow-through when it comes to any type of 
fucking all right. I got Joe Blow's fucking his input. Let me go to fucking Jane John, whatever the fuck. Let me see like if this actually makes any sense and if it's the same thing. You right. know, so next thing you know, you got fucking somebody. Okay, let's just say, for example, Miro leaves and he goes back to fucking Vinnie Macklin. So he's over there, like, hey man, so you know how was it there? Man, I've heard stories about how the inmates ran the asylum in the fucking uh, early TNA and later WCW. Is the same type of shit over there. Yeah, Tony's cool, but he's a fucking pushover because you can yeah. get away with all types of shit and he's not going to do anything. And that's why, like, you know, when people, when they shit on Vinnie Mac, rightfully so, he he didn't have any competition. Like, if you would have yeah. had that competition, he would have stepped his game up. You were like, you know what? I got to stop fucking around with all this dumb shit that was cool back in the 80s 90s and early 2000s because that shit doesn't fly anymore well and, and that's what he did in the attitude era yep exactly the attitude only era he didn't want that kind of shit on the air the only reason no. why he did it was because he felt well shit my back's against the wall I, i'm at i'm at i'm at i'm at count number seven for the 10 mm-hmm. count yeah I, I i need to do what i need to do yep to get ratings yeah and when triple h and sean were pitching him all the dx stuff he was like Fuck it. If it gets people to watch, go right ahead. And yep. thus and thus we got the attitude era. So yeah. that's 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 the thing is is competition can bring mm-hmm. out the best. Exactly. And that's like and that's when you know if okay. Now let's just say that you're Tony Khan. All right, fucking you, Sean, or Tony Khan. The shit that happened on Sunday, the post pay-per-view conference, what led to it, the supposed Chairs being thrown, titties being bit, some crippled broad getting hit, a dog being rescued and shit. All right. So if you would have came out, okay, you have, okay, from Sunday night, Monday, Tuesday, going into Wednesday for Dynamite or whatever, you, if you are Tony Khan, how would you, would you have taken advantage of this? Or, you know, because I heard that the, that supposedly there's rumors out there that that there might have been like some type of legal repercussions or whatever. But if you are this dude and you're like, fuck, you know, fucking WWE had themselves a great pay-per-view from the UK. You know, the NXT joint was, eh, it was so-so. But anyways. It was what it was. Yeah, exactly. And it was what it was. You know, but then you had that fucking battle, Clash of the Castle, whatever the fuck. So yeah, that. Okay, so people are now like if you're a wrestling fan or not even that, because supposedly to remember how you and I talked about like in the Vinnie Mac thingy, we were talking about credibility of who is out there putting out these these stories. You know, we were talking about Vinnie Mac. It was a Wall Street Journal. Now, Forbes, which talks about a lot of business, a lot of money, Forbes is now talking about wrestling related issues so you if you were tony khan would you have like kept that going and taken advantage of all this buzz or would you have done what he did because nothing was mentioned besides like that pre the little pre whatever the fuck that he did that led into the program you know it's a good question because um you know on the one hand capitalizing on this i mean will print money mm-hmm. and it'll get you a lot of ratings 
Um, I might have done what he did, though, because A, you know, this is not going to go away for a little while. It'll be fresh in people's minds. And B, like we were saying, you know, he needs to let people know that there are consequences. Yep. And he and he needs to show that he's not a pushover. So I think I would have did what he did. I would have handed out some suspensions, you know, and told them, look, this shit is not going to fly. So, you know, the proverbial hit the showers, a.k.a. go home for a little bit, you know, chill out. When they come, when they're all ready to come back, we we got to have a sit down with everyone. Mm-hmm. Try to hash some shit out. At least get it to a point. You know, we're not all going to start. You know, fucking having barbecues together. Mm-hmm. But get it to a point where we're civil. Yeah. Where we can work together. Where I can trust you guys to work together to not start going stiff, giving each other's receipts. We're working themselves into a shoot. <laughs> you know, and once we get to that point, then I'd probably capitalize mm-hmm. because we are in that era now where, you know, that phrase kayfabe is dead likes to be thrown around a lot. And I don't truly believe that, but I think that there's some truth to it in some ways. And an example of that is, you know, anyone who watches AEW, anyone you see in that crowd, barring. Uh, a, a 10 year old everyone in that crowd knows what happened mm-hmm. and knows what's going on so if the next time they see those guys and those guys start you know feuding possibly even addressing what happened oh man you you've you've got you've got ratings gold mm-hmm. and and you've got a storyline that's just right there for you it's right there for the taking so uh yeah, I mean, I, I would do both, you know. You you got to discipline them. Let them know you're not a fucking pushover. But, you know, at the end of it, why not exploit it? Why not make some money? That's what wrestling does. You know, at the end of the day, this is a carny business. I mean, you know, take advantage of what happened. It's not quite as despicable as uh, making a story out of Jeff Hardy's uh, issues of sobriety. Yeah. You know, uh, it's a bit more like Sean and Triple H. Uh, I mean, excuse me, Sean and Bret Hart from back in the day. You're taking real animosity, putting it into a storyline. I see no problem with that. Because, you know, even, you know, even if back in those days, if you uh, if you weren't one of these super fans, whatever, that bought Pro Wrestling Illustrated at your local liquor store market, whatever. Yeah. And you didn't hear about these rumors. When you see a choreographed fights which is what wrestling is mm-hmm. you know you can kind of you know you like hey you know that kick that slam looked a little bit more real than the slams i see or the kicks or whatever that i see like in other matches so you're like you know like you're like yeah. hey, like wonder if they got some type of beef going on yeah you know in um in real life and if you are you know like how we we're talking about tony khan so, you know, fucking try to capitalize, whatever, because money, you know, money's money, you know, and if you that try is. to capitalize and if you have punk pretty much getting into it with four dudes, which is, you know, Hangman, Omega and the Bucks, you know, if they're going to have a confrontation, yeah, you can talk all the shit you want, you know, because none of those three, well, none of those four 
none of those four can hang with punk on the mic. I'm being very honest because they come off as very cheesy and just like, mm, you know, whatever. Even, even with even with Tony Khan giving these guys free reign on the mic. Yeah. Some of these dudes are just so like, dude, just be you. Just be you. You know how fucking, you know, it's kind of like how they like a lot, you know, kind of like Stone Cold. He said that that when you when it's you and it's turned up to like the 10th or whatever yeah. level. Yeah. People feel the authenticity, you know, when it comes to your gift to gab, when it comes to your delivery. So if you're punk and you're going up against these dudes and you're going to get into it physically, get into it physically, make that, you know, fucking if you got to let a punch or a kick slip, let it slip, you know, so it can be more believable because, yeah. you know, you know, that's the one thing that we notice a lot about these wrestling brawls. Seriously, if you are fucking if it's you and me and we're hanging around and we are with World Tour and Filthy Mike, okay, and we're at some spot, you know, whatever, people have, you know, drinking, whatever, and shit gets stupid. Now, are you and I going to start fucking trying to hit somebody with a drop kick? No. no, no, we're not gonna fucking try to hit you with a dropkick. We're not gonna fucking jump off something and hit you with a 450 splash or a fucking nope. tope or whatever. <laughs> you know, a street fight is a street fight. Street fights yeah. are dirty, they're grimy. If you are a if you're a, if you're a practitioner of Muay Thai, I'm not gonna try to box you, motherfucker. Guess what? Because my legs are longer than my arms, I'm gonna kick you. Mm-hmm. And if I can kick you, if I can give you a nice inside kick to the groin, I'm going to fuck you up with that. And yeah. if I can get you close, I'm going to toss you. I'm not going to do some stupid ass shit because if I try to get you in a guillotine and I fall back, guess what? Fucking there's a possibility, you know, that I might get fucked up, you know, yeah. but it's make it believable. And that's what a lot of these like brawls, these pull aparts, do you see these weak ass throws? You know, like, come on, you know, try to put yeah. some behind that punch. Yeah, yeah, I miss the brawls. The, you know, you know who used to have such such, such great brawls was Stone Cold. I mean, he mm-hmm. would just he would just lower his stance and just trade back and forth. And I mean, yep. you felt that shit. That looked like a real brawl. That looked like a bar fight. And that's what was great. And you know, yeah, I, I agree with you. They need to do that. And it's gonna have to be physical because, like you said, um, when you when you when you take it on the mic, that's gonna be very one sided. The only <laughs> way, because because Punk, you know, like him or, or dislike him, um, that man is so gifted on the microphone, and um, he's very charismatic. He has a great cadence, and uh, mm-hmm. you know, I like Kenny Omega. I have a lot of respect for him. He's a gifted, gifted in ring performer. Um, I've rarely heard him speak, and I think that there's a bit of a reason for that. Yeah. So when 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 it comes time for the promos, uh, I think Kenny, much like Brock Lesnar with Paul Heyman, I think Kenny's gonna have to rely on Don Callis speaking yeah. for him. Now Don Callis is pretty pretty good. Yeah, he he, nice. he 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 can take some some shots at Punk and make things hurt. Mm-hmm. Um, but you can only do that for so long, and this is gonna have to be a real feud um uh, real personal and it's gonna have to be capitalizing on real stuff so when when, you know when punk you know when he started talking about the whole respect factor as far as like these all these younger guys or whatever 
how they don't want to take advice from the veterans. So supposedly back in 2006, uh, Vinnie Mac sent the other legend, Tony Atlas, over to OVW. So in that locker room was CM Punk, Cody Rhodes, and I forgot who else. So I guess when Tony Atlas came over and he was chit-chatting with these guys because he was sent over by Vinnie Mac to check on these people, see their progress, see who's this and who's that or whatever. So I guess when when Tony asked him, he said, okay, you know, all of you did good except for this one person. All of you are solid except for one this one asshole. So when he was saying all these things, the one person who he was looking at was CM Punk. Interesting. So, so CM Punk was like, well, you're like, well, you know, fucking obviously you're talking about me because you keep looking at me. He was like, yeah, I'm looking at you because you have no fucking respect. You have no respect. You think you know it all, et cetera, et cetera. So he just started just getting into him. And I guess Punk was like, well, you know, fuck, I think I think during that time is when they were trying to do the reboot of ECW, which, which was a complete clusterfuck. It was just garbage. It was disaster. Exactly. Disaster. So, you know, he started talking about uh, Punk told him how he is, how he is the show ECW. So I guess, you know, fucking Tony, I was like, you know what? I can be doing better things with my time than being here. You know, Vince McMahon told me to come down here, blah, blah, blah. So from what they said, the CM Punk, Cody Rhodes and XYZ wrestlers got up and walked out. So this is a veteran. This is a guy who's done it all. This is Tony Atlas, yeah. fucking legend, Hall of Famer, whatever. So the same shit that Punk did to Tony Atlas is now being done to him by supposedly guys like MJF, by guys like fucking Hangman, by this wrestler and that wrestler. So I'm like, dude, you're getting a taste of your own medicine now because you, you know, you have a reputation of being difficult to deal with as talented as you are people. You rub a lot of people the wrong way. Cause you come off yeah. as an asshole. You're, that you're condescending that you're a know-it-all. I think and, he's even publicly admitted that he's a bit of an asshole. Yeah. See, exactly. And it's like, so, so, you know, so when people start like, I don't know, do personally, it's like all we, all you and I yeah. know is what people say. Yeah. I've never met the dude. But it's like when you were pissed off because a part-timer came back to Vinnie Macklin and he took your spot, your spotlight, The Rock. When you start shitting on this dude, I'm like, dude, The Rock is fucking world. They know who the fuck Rock is. They know yeah. people quote, people still quote him, people's eyebrow. Smell what the rock is cooking, SmackDown Hotel, Jabroni. Oh, yeah. Oh, this, yeah. this, you know, fuck this, that, or whatever. Nobody doesn't so, know the rock. Exactly. You know what I mean? Does the people know this dude? And it's like when you were getting mad because of that, I'm like, dude, for understand one thing, like, yeah, you know, you brought eyes back to the product when you cut that promo, that pipe bomb. But you you kind of did the same thing with UFC because you took somebody's spot, you weren't you weren't ready. What the fuck? It, it, it's kind of like when, you know, you and I being practitioners of martial arts, you know, you doing judo, 
you know, fucking me with boxing, Muay Thai, Jiu-Jitsu, whatever, you know, seriously, fucking, we're like, okay, you know, we do this as a way to, like, train our mind and body to let out some steam, some stress, whatever, just, you know, for love and dedication and respect and discipline, you know, and we're like, yeah, dude, we're not, fucking, we're not these prize fighters because we're not, you know, fucking... And you see a dude like Punk, when I heard that, it, it kind of did piss me off. Because I'm like, dude, you don't deserve to be there. I'm like, yeah, fucking Dana White. Dana White, you know, if you know like, exactly what any smart promoter would do. He's like, okay, well, if I bring this guy in who's known all over the world because of wrestling, professional wrestling, this is going to bring more eyes to the product. Okay, so let me see if... If I'm getting Phil Brooks, the guy who draws and writes comics or whatever, or if I'm getting CM Punk, the guy who started shitting on Vince McMahon, his daughter, his son-in-law, and his son. He got Phil Brooks, the comic book guy. He didn't get fucking CM Punk, who was just ripping everybody a new asshole, which he could have done. He could have ripped fucking, I think the guy that he fought was Mike Jackson or Michael Jackson, whatever the fuck, the guy who beat him. And well, he fought twice and lost. And I know yeah. one of those guys was a guy named Mickey Gall. Yeah, I don't okay, know yeah. The, I don't know Mickey who the Gall. other one was. Mickey Gall and some other dude. Yeah. So so he fought these two dudes. They completely outclassed him because it's one thing to roll and spar with a teammate or a classmate. And it's another thing to get in be in a ring or fucking in an octagon and go live. Yeah, I'm remind I'm reminded of this uh great great joke from uh the great legend Richard Pryor. Uh he told a joke about how he did a exhibition uh charity sparring thing with Muhammad Ali. <laughs> and he was saying about how, you know, he was like, Yeah, it's it's this was a, a charity sparring exhibition. Like like this was as soft as it can get. Mm-hmm. We all knew that it was just goofing around. Yeah, and he said, and Ali was still scary. He said, he, he said, he said, and, and he said, and guess what? I'd been training for a long time. I'm a motherfucker on the bag. <laughs> yeah, the bag. And it's like, yeah, a lot of people can be motherfuckers on the bag, but of but course. what happens when you're fight face to face in that real situation? Man, you know? it's like I I tell people all the time. You know, I I can I've trained in all the stuff that I've trained in. I've done boxing, Muay Thai, Jiu-Jitsu. You take the most garbage, arguably the most garbage fighter on the UFC roster, and I do not want that smoke. I will say 10 times out of 10, he kills me, mm-hmm. no matter how bad he is, because I'm not a fighter. Yeah, He is. He's a professional. I'm not. I do this stuff for, for, for exercise and because I, I have a passion for martial arts. Mm-hmm. These guys are doing it to make a fucking living. Yeah. And that's and they, you know, and, they, and they do it for real. Yep. Me and you putting on headgear and kind of bobbing and weaving, tapping each other a little bit. That's different than when you have somebody across the ring trying to make sure they get that win bonus so they can feed their family. That's you know it's a it's, lot different. You know, it's always you know, it's always easier from the outside looking in. You know, yeah. and when yeah. um when you are you know, when when I was rolling, you know, I, I'll never forget this. So there was a a little bit of a session, a role session going on. Uh, 
fucking for those of you that are just unfamiliar with the word with the word role when it comes to jujitsu, you know, it's pretty much a sparring match, you know, yeah. like it's when you spar. So there was this one blue belt and a white belt. So white belts, of course, had the reputation for spazzing out and trying to do all kinds of outrageous shit and just putting themselves in really bad situations. So the blue belt was a short Filipino dude. He was about, I would say, five foot one, a buck something with his gi on. And those gis okay. do get heavy after you yeah. sweat. So oh, yeah. we, know, we know how uncomfortable those gis can get. Jiu-jitsu gis are thick, man. Yeah, They're very thick. They're very thick. And if you've ever grappled, your fingers, besides every other part of your body, feel it. So this dude, the white belt, was like fucking, I would say, 6'3", 2-something. So the white belt got completely outclassed by this blue belt. The blue belt was just way too smooth. He was just catching this guy in submission after submission. And the white belt, you know, he let his ego get the best of him. And he started fucking, you know, he tossed his dude really hard. You know, I mean, to the point I'm like, dude, first of all, you know, you're a nine to fiver. So is this guy. You tell you're both mm-hmm. nine to fivers. You're not pros. You're not you're not out there in the worlds and the Pan Ams. Not going to Abu fight, Dhabi. Abu Dhabi. You're not in fights to win. You're not doing none of this shit. You're both nine to fivers. You got ways that you may you have a job that helps you pay for your gym. And yeah. it helps keep the light on and help and puts food on your table. You so want to be able that, to go back to that job. Exactly. So when that happened, uh, the instructor, he got on him. He got on him and he fucking checked his ass hard. And they, yeah. and they kicked him out of the gym because, you know, that little throw he gave him, you know, if you would have landed like half an inch to a certain side, this dude would have fucked up his neck. You know, yeah. and, and like yeah. and that's one thing. It's like whatever it is that you're that you're dedicated to, whether it be fucking pro wrestling, whatever sport, gaming, whatever. You know, there's an there's a certain kind of arrogance and ego that comes into whatever it is that you do. Because if you think you're a pro at doing whatever it is that you do, then some fucking Joe below off the street is not gonna tell you any different. And that's one thing about CM Punk. Is that this dude, it, you know, fucking he does have a fragile ego. Because if you heard that scrum, I mean, this dude's just fucking letting off. You know, who the fuck are you? Who the fuck is this? Who the fuck is that? Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> yeah. No integrity. You guys are not even fucking journalists at all. You guys are a bunch of hacks, et cetera, and et cetera. And I'm like, dude, I mean, Punk, you know, where are you going to go, Punk? If you yeah. can't stay in AEW, what are you going to go to Impact and fight at some fucking some San Jose State type auditorium where where NXT used to be at every now and then? I don't think he has. No? It. I don't think you know. You mentioned his ego. I don't think his ego would let him go to Impact. Oh, fuck no. I think it's at this point it's either a New Japan or bust. Yeah, that's it. Because I mean, WWE doesn't want you because when they wanted to make him a package deal. With Fox, some little after show thing that they were oh, trying yeah, to do. Oh, yeah, I remember that. I remember they that. They said, WD was like, nope, we are not going to have him. We're not going to have him. You know, well, and, and he wouldn't want to come back anyway, I don't think, because um, 
ironically, his unlike most uh, ex WWE people, to what I'm to understand, his biggest issue wasn't so much with Vince as it was with Hunter. Mm-hmm. And Hunter's the main guy right now, so I mean he that is. that just that just will not work. I don't think Punk's ever coming back. Um, but yeah, he, he's he, ego can be a bad thing, man. Yeah, you, you carry yourself with some confidence, but but be humble, you know, at the yeah. same time. And ego, you know, ego is, you know, and I always tell people like, you know, for those that have a certain way of. I guess, releasing stress, you know, whatever helps you, that whatever helps you get through the day, whatever doesn't fuck you up or whatever, you know, I got, I tell people, you know, just, you don't need to be a full-fledged member of a dojo, Mm -hmm. but just, you know, try out a class, try out a class, see how you like it, you know, fuck it, you know, of whatever it is, whether it be boxing, Muay Thai, Judo, Jiu Jitsu, whatever, it's not for everybody, but you know, for some people, you know, like it does change your whole mentality because they always tell you to to leave your ego at the door. Yeah, and that's the main thing because if you're one of these people that can't take a loss, you're not cut out for anything. You know, it's the same thing. You know, with the professional world, you know, like you're gonna have some losses, you're gonna have to take some shots to the chin. You know, but you know, but but what matters is what happens afterward. You know, like if you could take that shit to the chin, and that's one thing. It's like so, you know, fucking Tony Khan has been giving some good shots to the chin. You know, there's only so many you can take. You know, and if you have a glass jaw, and you can't come back from certain things, you know, that's gonna be fucking a good chunk of change, man. That may be nothing to him, but that's gonna be a good chunk of change going down the drain because if the supposed rumors are true about. TBS and TNT not wanting to 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 um extend like deals or whatever because I think ah, let me see who was is Discovery fucking with them now also in some type of way yeah or? so Discovery bought Warner Brothers mm-hmm. Warner Brothers I believe owns TNT mm-hmm. and TBS yeah so Discovery owns them now <laughs> um, which. You know, that'd be a shame if it didn't work out because there were rumblings that possibly either HBO Max or when they finally combine Discovery Plus with HBO Max and make it whatever the fuck. Mm. Uh, you know, when you log in now, you'll see all these different little hub tabs like uh, DC, uh, yeah. Adult Swim, Looney Tunes, that there'd be one that said AEW. Just like when you fire up Peacock and they have a WWE section. Yeah. So, you know, that'd be cool if that could work out for them. Um, but maybe not. Who knows? Yeah. It's, you know, like, I think it's just a matter of, you know, like, it's just a matter of Tony Khan just getting the shit together and trying to write that ship that has a couple of holes in it already. Yeah. It's got some holes in there. He just needs to plug them up and he just needs to, uh, yeah, just, you know, Lay down the law. Don't don't let these people, uh, you know, take off on you too much. Keep your mm-hmm. ego in check, but also don't be pushover. And you know, mm-hmm. just like with what you were saying about how dangerous ego can be, it can mm-hmm. be very dangerous. And Punk is is learning that. He's learned that. I think <laughs> other wrestlers have learned that in the past with falling outs. And uh, like you said too, it's also it, it's it's a life lesson too. This isn't just exclusive to wrestling. 
You know, you got to keep that shit at the door. Keep yourself in check. Believe in yourself for sure. Know, know mm -hmm. your worth. But, you know, you got you to gotta find that balance. It's all about balance. And uh, maybe both Punk and uh, Mr. TK need to know about that. So we'll see what happens, man. It's a very, very interesting time. Very interesting trajectory right now for both companies. But mm -hmm. uh, it's, a, it's an exciting time to be a fan. I look forward to seeing what... Uh, what we have in store yeah it's okay if you're a wrestling fan if there's fucking wrestling whenever you want it whether it be wwe whether it be nxt whether it be aw and there are two tv shows or their youtube shows or whatever new japan is still on access tv yeah it has a little bit of a lag because sometimes it does freeze and of course you got impact wrestling you know, and, and it's it's you know if you are one of these hardcore wrestling fans, you know there's really no excuse for you not to know what's going on with these products. Yeah, some of this shit may be just like for a lot of people, like ah, I don't know about that, man. I'm not that big of a fan. And that's yeah, fine, you know. Yeah, and of course, uh, what is it? Um, next weekend, uh, you got uh, you're gonna have some events. You're gonna have one in. Stockton, I, I believe it's Saturday night's main event, and then mm. you've got um, some Sunday. Oh, Sunday Stunner or something like that. I think Sunday is that what it is? Sunday, yeah, Sunday yeah. some shit from the town. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Gonna, I might know, be going to that. Yeah, you know, for those of you that are not familiar with, you know, with Bay Speak, that is Oakland, and of yes. course you got fucking Raw Monday night. From the Shark Tank, Mr. Van Steen, that you're going to be going yeah. to that shit, right? San Ho. Yeah, I will yeah. be there at the Shark Tank. San Ho. I will be wearing my, uh, shout out to San Ho. Uh, been, I'll be wearing my Monday Night Raw shirt. I will be mm -hmm. there in the hard cam. You know what? Hey, and... fucking, guys, speaking of that, man, like if you can, before you go to Raw, if you can find somewhere floating in the internet, a, a t shirt says Thursday Raw Thursday, I think you should wear that shit, man, if you can find it. Thursday rock Thursday. <laughs> Thursday rock Thursday, man. Bring it back to some old shit. Oh now, man. Now let me ask you a question, dude. You know, before we uh before we call it a dope joint session. So Absolutely. um how was the event that you attended this past Saturday from Fogtown, Daily City? That's right. With that's right. With the man who wears loafers with no socks. <laughs> Mr. World Tour, who Hopefully it's one day you can come on as a guest because this guy is very charismatic. He's very charismatic. Okay, very. He, he might you be know? more fit for a rational rage than wrestling with wrestling. Yes, but, you know uh, that guy. You know, way. <laughs> he keeps his uh, he keeps his very uh, very well cropped beard trimmed. You know, he keeps his uh, yeah. his pants very tight. As does his <laughs> yes, shirts. Does. You know, he keeps his yes, shirts and his pants very tight. Uh, his loafers are. Well, you know, I kind of told him, I said, hey, you know what, sir? If you're going to wear some loafers, you got to keep those shits dust-free because they were looking kind of dusty one time, you know, when there was a three-way massage going on between him, <laughs> uh, Filthy Mike, and DBXTK. Yeah. So, Sean, how was that event in Daly City? Yeah, shout out to uh, All Pro Wrestling, uh, APW. Um, they're a local uh, indie wrestling promotion. Uh, I went to their show in Daly City. Uh, it was my first time going to an APW show. Um, 
it was good you know i got to see um for you older wwe fans uh you guys might remember a mid carter by the name of the masterpiece chris masters, chris uh, masters he was there yeah still looking uh pretty good pretty good for his age he's got longer hair um and uh i saw ah, i forget his name because i don't watch new japan that much but there was a gentleman there who apparently is a newish member of the bullet club uh so that was kind of cool um, japanese dude or not uh he's african-american uh gives oh. off of vibes he has like long braids long dreads chris uh, Bay. that might be him yeah yeah chris he was, Bay, who he was, was there who was trained by uh, Disco Inferno in a wrestling promotion in Vegas? Chris Bay, yeah, he's okay. Very talented dude. He's nice on the mic, and yeah, he was he put on a good match. Won a title, right? Correct. He won a title. Yeah, he won a title there. He's good. Uh, I got to see a uh, a a girl that I'm uh, rather fond of named Christina Von Erie. Uh, I like mm-hmm. her her shtick. Um, also got to see uh, the Stoner Brothers, uh, who have uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> A yeah, wrestling really. school in the town, uh, Rick Scott Stoner and Scott Rick Stoner, <laughs> who I saw years ago at Hood Slam. Yes, yeah, so, they had yeah. a little cheerleader valet with them. Yes, and these I guys performed too. And I did not know at that time that that little cheerleader valet who would go to the top rope and do a tope the Shitsy? was Shotzi Blackheart. <laughs> yes, she was. Yeah, <laughs> and so, uh, yeah, so they were there and, um, a lot of the rest of the people were kind of, uh, you know, your, your typical local indie guys, guys that I didn't know whose names I couldn't remember. But a few of them I remembered from like a GCW show I'd went to because they had like the same gear, mm-hmm. very recognizable stuff. I was like, hey, I think I know that guy. Um, and it was good. And, you know, shout out to APW. One thing that I like about them, uh, you know, when I go to these indie shows, I like to buy a shirt of the promotion that I'm that I'm seeing. So I asked the lady as soon as I got in, I said, you know, hey, uh, where do you guys have the merch? And, you know, do you guys have like an APW shirt I can get? And uh, she said no, because they set up the merch stand for the personal merchandise of the wrestlers. Yeah. They want the wrestlers to get their money. Yeah. They don't sell APW shirts. The only people that had APW shirts were crew. And uh, I respected the hell out of that, you know. All the merch was just merch from those wrestlers, and I thought that was really cool. So shout out to those guys. Uh, they put on a good show. Mm-hmm. Uh, indie wrestling is always fun, man. Um, yeah, I had, a, I had a good time. Shout out to APW. They did a good job. And uh, in a couple of weeks, hopefully you'll be uh, joining me for uh, West Coast Pros down in uh, Santa Cruz, I believe it is. Yeah, 24th, correct? Yeah, yeah. It's a couple of weeks out, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's a... Uh... You know, like I've been to a couple of um, uh, for APW events that they're always something very nice, very fun. You know, it's uh, it's family friendly, so you need yeah, to bring your kids. Yeah. But you know, and you're you're you know you're much closer to the to the talents. You know, as far you know, yeah, as far as like uh, when they're coming down the aisle or whatever. And uh, you, you know, it's always very it's very entertaining. Um, it's in Daly City. It's right next to the city, right next to San yep. Francisco. Um, same thing, you know, if you go to West Coast Pro, that's over there in South City at a hall in which my, it was, uh, my cousin celebrated her wedding right there. So okay. it always brings back fond memories because I was drunk as fuck. You know? <laughs> yeah. me, and a, me and my cousin, we were just so drunk, dude, we couldn't even, 
man, fucking not one word can come out. You know, a lot of like, well, a lot of hood, there, man. A lot of hood rats came through from um Uh-oh. you know from the old 24th Street side of the uh, La Mission and shit, you know. So that was you know some fond memories. And also bring back some memories of this girl I used to date back in the day. We went to a little uh quinceanera right there, so mm-hmm. you know, so whatever. <laughs> but um right. so God, let me ask you. So world tour, him and his fucking fancy fucking loafers and shit. Did this man who called me a flaker? Did this man enjoy himself? Was there a slight flex when he saw the female talent come out? Let me tell you something, man. After uh, we showed the uh, the door people our, our digital tickets and went in, the first competitor for the first match was in the ring. The second one was entering the ring with a female valet. Mm-hmm. Some loud hip-hop music was playing. People were cheering. He took a few steps. He drank it all in. And uh, he looked at me, and his exact words were, God bless America, man. (laughs) (laughs) For those who don't know, for a little added context, this man is not American. So when he saw this sight, uh, he was like, God bless America, man. I I patted him on the back. I said, all right, man, let's, let's get some seats. And we did and he he had a good time he had a good time he enjoyed it he said um you know he he laughed at some of the heel antics he laughed at some of the fans who were getting a little too into it <laughs> really jawjacking with some of the heels mm-hmm. um he, he he even uh got made a mark a little bit um there's this little girl adorable little girl cutest thing had had a wrestling shirt on and she would kind of trot up to the aisle where the wrestlers were coming out and she would like put her hand out or her fist out for a fist bump or a hand slap and everyone was doing it for her uh-huh. um but then about four matches in there was this one heel who was so committed to the act that when she ran up to him and stuck her little fist out he kind of dressed her and then just like scoffed and turned away and walked away and denied her and like everyone was like, oh, dude, you know, and then even Nora was like, come on, man, that's fucked up, man. The little girl. <laughs> I said, hey, he's a villain, man. He's got to be a villain. And he goes, yeah, that's a little kid, man. Come on. <laughs> so he got he got he got worked. He got worked by the villain. He got upset. So <laughs> see that man right there. He needs to understand that when you are a villain, you got to be a complete asshole. It doesn't matter. Look, you know, that little old school, baby, old school. Old school. Fuck, you know what I mean? That girl right there, you know, that little girl could have been in a fucking wheelchair and shit, you know, talking like Stephen Hawking through a fucking mic and a computer. You know what? Well, like, if I would have been me, like, if that would have been the villain, and that little girl, like, me, me, I would man, there you go, you little shit. Shout out to MJF, shout out to MJF flipping off kids yeah, at an autograph exactly. session. That, that is a man who's committed to his act. And I would have turned it up just a little bit more. I would have fucking got out the ring. Down Mr. World Tour, I would have popped him right across his fucking nose. <laughs> as soon as he's down, I would have judo tossed that motherfucker. I would have got one of his fucking loafers, one of those fucking knockoff Gucci loafers that he has on, a, and I would have flung it at that little girl. Oh, oh no. Fuck yeah, you asshole. We're going to kill you. That's, that's how you end up having one of those stories, like those... Uh... Those old school guys, you know, like when you're Roddy Piper talking about some seventy six year old grandma oh. legit trying to legit trying to stab him as he's walking back to the to the backstage. But you know what, bro? You know that's you know that's the main thing is for you know for somebody like Mr. World Tour, 
you know, who's more focused on, on fucking traveling the world and shit and fucking swimming with dolphins and beluga whales and all that shit. You know, trying to fucking climb up the leaning tower of Pisa. Pisa. You know, fucking that's you know, you that that you know, that right there is the dope thing is to bring somebody, you know, who's fucking wet behind the ears. You know, he finally, you know, you finally popped his wrestling cherry. You know, hopefully, you know, hopefully he did. One, you know, for, you know, hopefully one day we can go to one of these major events and you can see the whole fucking the pomp and circumstance when it comes to a major promotion yeah, and just you know fucking it's all about yeah. having fun and enjoying yourself it you is know, you know when when we were heading back to our cars afterwards he admitted to me that he did not think he was gonna have a good time yeah. or expect to that the two main reasons why he wanted to come was a to hang out with us just something to do and B to be able to say that he did it, yeah. To be able to say that he and he and he said, and you know what, bro, I actually ended up enjoying the hell out of it. Yeah, because he, he said absolutely, let me know when another one of these is coming to town. So yeah, because yeah, you know, and that was great, man. As a yeah. wrestling fan, that was great to hear. Because when it comes to whatever, whatever type of event you know it is that you go to, it's about the company that's with you. Because if that person's having fun. It makes whatever it is, you know, that much enjoyable. Yeah. And, you know, you and I having worked with you know, World Tour, especially that guy was part of your team when you were at that particular spot. You know, uh, he was, you know, for, uh, World Tour is a cool ass dude. You know, for, yeah. he's somebody that would be a great uh, guest for a uh, fucking happy hour joint and shit with, um, you know, with the legend Spiro and the, uh, legendary steve you know <laughs> we need to like lean in a little bit like okay you know that's exactly what that guy said because i don't understand what the fuck he's saying you know so you uh well yeah dude it's it's dope to see uh fucking world tour enjoy himself you and i you know we've been fans of this thing since we were little kids whether it be house shows whether you know i'm talking about you know guys speaking for myself whether it was wwf whether it was WCW, NWA, fucking watching AWA on TV, Lucha Libre, whatever, just doing these things, fucking practicing, fucking getting into actual wrestling fights, you know, with my buddies Man. while waiting, while waiting to get picked off, you know, picked up right there on 25th and Lilac in the Mission District to take us to John Muir Elementary right there in the Fillmore district across the streets from the Webster street projects that are no longer there. You're taking me all the way back, man. I was doing the yes, same sir. thing in middle school, man. A bunch of us knuckleheads were putting each other in sharpshooters and lion tamers. Full and, Nelsons. And Can't forget the famous Will Nelson. And then the and of course, everyone's favorite that they always had to try the figure four leg lock, the figure four, which Not I was always everyone's <laughs> guinea pigs. I had the long legs out of everybody. Oh, <laughs> I was man. the biggest motherfucker. So that's what they wanted to do to me. <laughs> that's one. You know, that's one thing that a lot of people, if you've been watching this whole, if you've been a a wrestling fan for how, for how, however many years, if you kind of fell off, if you grew up and grew out of it, whatever, and you watch, you know, when you watch certain wrestlers or whatever. It brings back memories to a certain time in your yeah. life, which was more yeah. carefree. Yeah, and, absolutely. You know, and, and when you're out there, fuck, you know, I was blessed to have uh, my brother teach me the ropes about everything. 
you know, everything. Yeah. So, you know, when it comes to wrestling, I remember doing these moves with my cousins and shit, um, fucking with my boys, whatever, imitating people, trying to just sounding god awful and shit, trying to sound like macho, trying to sound like Hulk or whatever. Oh yeah. yeah exactly, man. The cream of the crop, Elizabeth. Will you marry right. me? Yep. <laughs> and it's just, you know, for all of you that the fucking that that still continue to have a love-hate relationship with you know with professional wrestling. Doesn't matter if you're a WWFE die hard or if you switched over to AEW and you hope that it becomes what it's supposed to be because there's no reason why AEW can't be better than what it is because of all the talent that they have they just know one thing that they got to do man you got to grab that audience by the balls with your fucking mouthpiece you got to know how to do that because if you can know like if you know how to do that and the shit that you're doing with storyline, whatever, starts to make sense. These people are going to tune in every every Wednesday, every Friday, check your shit out, see exactly what people have been talking about. Because there's no excuse now. Because back in the yeah. days, it was just simple word of mouth. Now it's word of mouth. Now it's social media, all this, whatever. And fucking do what you got to do, you know, because there's only there's. There's a lot of places you can wrestle at now, but in all honesty, if even if you're not even, even if you're a celebrity of a different genre, when you think about pro wrestling, you only think about one thing. You think about Vinnie Mac and the and the promotion has been attached to him. That's it. Yeah, because we because you don't think about New Japan, you don't think about. AEW, you don't think about Impact, you don't think about Mexican wrestling, Puerto Rican wrestling, you don't think of none of that. You think of that. And even though it's kind of whatever, politics, whatever, some people, you know, fucking, they still, their main goal is to reach to that, to Vinnie Macland and see what they can do behind that fucking top tier production fucking wrestlers whatever and yeah. that's if you're a celebrity you're and you want to get involved in that and you want to reach as vast of an audience as possible you don't want to you know I, and, and again i'm not shitting on aw because uh, i do like them but you don't want to be on a uh, double or nothing or all out nope. you want to be at wrestlemania wrestlemania you want to be just like logan paul yep uh, you want to be just like bad bunny yep. you know um you know, we've seen celebrities at AEW, but I be- I truly believe, and again, this isn't to knock them, but I truly believe that when you see a celebrity at AEW, it was something is either something to do, their their agent hooked them up, he knew somebody who works with them or something like that, or they are a legit fan, mm-hmm. so they like AEW. So when AEW came to town, they're like, "Well, I'm gone." Mm-hmm. Just like you know, if I was a celebrity. And if AEW came to the Chase uh, Arena downtown San Francisco, I'm there because mm-hmm. I'm a fan. But if I'm a casual fan and I want to get in the ring and I want to like you know expand my numbers, yeah, I'm, I'm aiming to get into WrestleMania. Yeah. So cause... you know, so there's truth there. And you're right, AEW. There's no reason they can't be better. They they remind no me of that football team whose record is so so. They might 
get close to the playoffs and you look at them and you think, ah, what, what do they need? Because they've got a lot of talent, a lot of good players. They just need something. There's no reason they shouldn't be doing better. Yep. That's where that's where AEW is. And uh to be fair, that's where that's where uh, WWE was for a while too, in some ways. Um but I agree, uh, AEW I I absolutely respect what they're what they want to do with letting these guys have their voice, letting them do their thing. Um it, it's a natural appreciation when WWE overly scripted things. Mm-hmm. But like we've said before, balance some wrestlers let them be free let them do what they're gonna do on the mic and they will wow you some wrestlers you're gonna need to write a script yeah they, they, get, they're not gonna know what they're doing you know like and to get back to you were saying about a you know about a team that needs that certain got to yeah. get over that hump you know it's like when you know when you see a team they got certain players that stand out from the supposed captains, yeah. you know, the supposed leaders, because they have that it factor, you know, something that you either have or you don't. And, you know, when, when, uh, did you watch, um, did you watch, um, fucking, uh, did you watch dynamite? Uh, yes, but I did not finish it. I think I need to still see the very last match. Right, same here. You know, so there was a lot of slappy slappy going on that last match when I heard and I seen some clips on Twitter. I'm like I'm like, I understand, you know, you're you're the young talent, fucking Daniel Garcia, dude. Don't make my last name look bad, motherfucker. You know? <laughs> and then you got Willer Utah, this dude, you know, he has a you know, fucking, you know, like I said, you know, fucking he had that you know, he has the charisma of a wet diaper. You know, fucking he does, but, he does, but there's but, a reason why he's not the face of the Blackpool Combat Club. Yep. So, but you know, there was a fight, excuse me, a match between um, well, was it two of them, right, for the pure championship or whatever? Oh, no, you know, I'm not talking about that, you know, but it was oh, okay. a particular match. Okay, there's a particular match, it was between the interim women's champion, Tony Storm, who mm. you know. After Vinny Mac got on her, you know, for her cakes being too big, it's sad because her cakes are not what they used to be. They're not sad, you know, they're not like, they were perfect before. Those were I will n- double chef's kiss. Double. So will, that's one of the things I'll never forgive Vince uh, for. He should have left those things alone. God damn it, those are just too big. God damn it. Wait, wait, hold on. Wait, wait, wait uh, what is a pog? I don't know. Yeah, fuck it. I think Shane, I think Shane played with those in the 90s. Shane, what the hell? (laughs) You know, but (laughs) but if you saw that match, it was between her and Penelope Ford. Okay. Yeah. So I remember that. (laughs) Penelope Ford, double chef's kiss. You know, she was looking real nice. You know, so you know, and that's that's one thing, you know, it's like even though Tony Storm is a way better wrestler than she is. You know, there's certain wrestlers that can carry a match, and there's yeah. just certain wrestlers that know how to work the crowd. You know, and that match, even though Penelope Ford is fucking coming along with her wrestling, she's getting which is, there. Which to me, it's like if you if you are with a top tier wrestler, 
like Kip Saban, that cheesy ass bag over his head. This motherfucker is a legit dude. He is nice. When he, he is wrestling. Oh, he's a great wrestler. Yeah. You know, you should be. You know, your girl is. She's fine. Dude. She's a good looking female. You know, she has sex appeal because of her outfit and everything that she has. Yeah. She. Sh- you should be teaching her how to wrestle. Yeah. So, she knew how to kind of like work and control the crowd a little bit, which is something that Tony Storm needs to do a better job of. And when when you see Britt Baker, yeah, people get tired because it's the same old, same old, you know, her when she was, you know, the champion, the main focus. Well, this girl knows how to talk. I was going to say there's a reason why she was. She knows how to work the crowd. You know, she knows how to manipulate the crowd. She's got it all. Is she exactly? Is she she a physical wrestler on caliber with the four horsewomen? Not quite, but she's got but she's got everything else, though. Yes, she's got ring psychology. She's got a personality. She can talk, and last but certainly not least, she's got the look. Yeah, she's very good looking, and you know her crew. You know they had a you know she had a little bit of you know she has a little bit of an issue going on with you know with Jamie Hader. You know that's you know that's another look. You know and yeah, you know like if you're into good looking thick chicks, you know that's you know that's one for you right there. Is Jamie Hader? You know she has that British accent going on too. So and. Like, you know, when um, you know, that's the whole thing is you got to know how to control that crowd, man. You got to know how to control that crowd. You do. Uh, I think um, AEW, if they don't already, they could really benefit from, uh, you know, in NXT's heyday, one of the they had different people working on different things with these kids. Yeah. And one of the best ones that they had was they had. Um, the American Dream, Dusty Rhodes. He yep. was working with them on their promos, yep, and how to talk. And they need to hire somebody. Um, shit, I think Road Dog might be looking for work. You know, oh, he, no. was a, he was oh. a good talker. Road Dog, man. So Road Dog, when he came on an episode of Keeping It One Hundred, so mm-hmm. Road Dog was still unemployed at the moment. Mm-hmm. Jeff Jarrett got hired on for for a position within WWE. I remember he that. Left. Yeah. So Jeff Jarrett left. That position is now Road Dogs. Oh, he's back. Okay. Well, never so, mind. So Road but... Dog, you know, my respect to him, my salute to him because this guy is a fellow brother. He's a Marine. And so this guy, when he was talking about reenlistment, he was talking about that he wanted to reenlist but be a drill instructor. For all you that are very unfamiliar, in the Marine Corps as drill instructors, the Army and everybody else has their drill sergeants or whatever the fuck they want to call them. A drill instructor, a watchful metal jacket, that is the closest thing to oh, what, yeah. what a Marine is because everything else is that just watered down bullshit. So Harley Emery, may you rest in peace. He was an actual drill instructor. Yep. Those motherfuckers are the are the makers. When you come into that fucking squad bay, when you're fucking getting off that that fucking uh getting off that that great goose, I'm gonna fucking call it. But whatever. Now we're getting off that white school bus. Mm-hmm. Your first interaction is with a drill instructor. And there's all, all kinds of chaos going on. Drill instructor is your first introduction into the Marine Corps. 
So these guys are there to turn a recruit into a student because you're not a full-fledged Marine until you graduate from your MOS school, which is your job school. And you're not a full-fledged Marine until, you join your, until you're actually part of an actual unit and a company. So, you know, Road Dog was talking, you know, when they started asking, like, Conan and Disco, hey, you know, if you were to go back to WWE, would you want to be in the main brands? You know, Raw and SmackDown. So fucking uh uh road dog said no he's like hey we like if i'm gonna come out if i'm gonna come back you know like you know like i want to do it in um in nxt oh. you know like i want to do it in nxt because when i almost re-enlisted in the core i wanted to be a drill instructor i wanted to make marines so oh. i want to go to nxt because i want to make these whatever you are whatever you were before that into professional wrestlers mm. and when it comes to aew you know because roh is supposed to be their nxt i don't watch that shit i don't if it ever comes around i, I exactly they, no. still haven't had, they still haven't had a show yet but they, well, they've had a pay-per-view but not like a weekly show yeah and when you know and there's so much wrestling and there's so little time so seriously man you know plus it's like for us you know you and i being fucking Niner fans, you know, like, but our season's about to kick off on Sunday. Hell yeah, you know, brother. You know, so so, you know, when I get uh, for getting back to the AEW thing, you do have a guy in there that can actually teach these people how to work a crowd, how to manipulate a crowd, the promo and everything. Chris Dan Jericho. Hasn't? he sounds like one of those fucking speakeasy gangsters and shit. <laughs> kind know? of yeah but but no you're right uh chris chris jericho, chris jericho could do it he's a veteran he uh one of the all-time greatest talkers yes. um and you know he he knows what he's doing inside and out man yeah. Whether it's talking, whether it's wrestling, whether it's the ring psychology, you know, he's he's one of the goats for a reason. Yeah. And Jericho, Jericho takes advantage of every and all situations, even though some of the stuff that he says sometimes is pretty cheesy and just like, yeah, do you really reaching? You know, sometimes, but, but you know, but this so you know, he, you know, this guy has so much to teach a lot of these youngsters. Oh yeah, oh yeah. And fucking see and that's where that WWE thing, you know, you can see that with guys like Daniel Bryan, you know, with guys like John Moxley, uh, guys like fucking Claudio, mm. with fucking with those 2.0 guys that over. I mean, one of those guys <laughs> sounds like he has like a straight Midwest. Like, hey, two, two titles. Dang, da, 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 dang. Well, like, all the these guy are, who does the intro for the song. Yeah, that guy. Entertainers. Yeah, that guy is very mid. His his Midwest <laughs> accent, even though he's Canadian, is yeah. very <laughs> is very exaggerated. See, but these guys know because they both came out through that system. They both like, okay, motherfucker. Guess what? You're also gonna have to go through promo class. Yeah, you know, you're nice in the ring. You know, you can know how to find the hard cam, whatever, work the crowd, you know, the breaks, whatever. And, you know, these guys went through these promo classes because they know that there's there's more to this than what than what's in between those ropes. Yeah, like you said, him, those guys did, Mox did. I mean, these are guys that have been through that, who have been through NXT, who have learned that stuff. And there's a reason why they're very good at those things, at both wrestling mm-hmm. and controlling a crowd. Yeah. 
because it's just you know you know it's about being a pro and if you really you know if you really want to give the um the other other company a run for their money fuck man you know you got to do everything you can to to fucking to just put you know put the fear of god in them you know be like hey you know these guys are making these moves man like right now you know fucking trips you know him and his crew are like you know, I'm fucking, you know, we had a great pay-per-view on Saturday. Yeah. But fucking Sunday evening going into Monday. Yeah, fucking the talk of the wrestling world was AEW and that post-media scrum. You know, that whatever the fuck, you know. And they're talking about this right now. And But not for they, the best reasons. Exactly. And if you're Triple H and then you're like, okay. Now let's sit back and watch and see if these guys are going to capitalize on this drama, or if they're not. And they did it. And that's so far, anyway. Well, yeah, they time, have to. time will tell. Well, you know, because like, uh, like Conan likes to call it rampage. You know, rampage <laughs> comes out every Friday, even though even though it's a long ass Wednesday for whoever goes to those events. You know, yeah. rampage is pre recorded on you know on a Wednesday, but fucking. Like, you know, like our, like one of our fucking scumbag villains that he wanted to punch in the fucking face, Mr. Sleazy E. Eric Bischoff. Mm-hmm. Controversy creates cash. Oh, yeah. He was right about that. And he knew so, it. So, yeah. So we'll see, man. We'll see if they do it. There's just still time. Um, yeah, it'll be very interesting to see where it goes. Mm-hmm. And, um, I think uh, that's 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 a good place to leave it off at. Yes, sir. We don't know where the where the where the shows are going to go, but things are looking very bright for WWE. Mm-hmm. Things are looking interesting at, at AEW. I won't say bad, but interesting because mm-hmm. they're they're kind of at a crossroads right now. I feel like, and uh, it'll be fun to continue covering that. See yeah. where it's going. Yeah, um, there's a lot of yeah, yeah, and hey, man. Thank you so much oh. for for joining me on this episode. Pleasure. We uh, I'm laughing at how we talked about. Yeah, you know we can cover this all in about 45 minutes or an hour, and here we are, almost two hours. Almost two, because <laughs> you know when 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 you and I get together, man, there's a lot to talk about. Yes, and it's just always a good time. Because uh, you know we 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 got a passion for this, and uh, you know to touch on one thing you mentioned earlier asking me about how the APW show was, you know, if any listeners also have a passion for this, yeah, please, if you haven't done so, look up what local indie wrestling is near you and go mm-hmm. support those guys. And while you're there, buy a hot dog, buy a t-shirt, you know, cause that money goes to those guys. And, you know, it, it, it's fun. It's fun times. And um, just enjoy wrestling, man. You know, it, it's good to be able to point out what one group is doing good and what one group is doing bad. But it gets kind of dumb when people get into these sort of almost gang-like beefs, you know, over something as silly as wrestling. Yeah. You know, so just enjoy it, man. Have fun. Um, keep enjoying, keep watching, and keep listening to Wrestling with Wrestling. Yeah. Uh, keep listening to the Rational Rage Podcast Network. There's a lot of good stuff here. And, um, yeah, BG, for anyone who's listening for the first time, do you want to let them know all about you, where they can find you? All right. Well, you guys already know um, I do my solo joint. It's called The League. 
So I mainly talk about my hometown, my favorite team, my 49ers. You know, you know, that's what I talk about. Red and gold, baby. It's it's not a long listen. It's pretty much free flowing. It's just me talking about whatever, you know, talking about everything and everything 49er related. Um, I'll throw in some little snippets about whatever breaking news there is going on in the in um in the NFL, but I mainly keep it niner related. So, you know, we have a season coming up. It's about to kick off. It's upcoming on Sunday, September 11th. Um, our Niners, as talented as they are, these motherfuckers are made of glass because major injury to our fucking top-tier tight end. I'm now, I'm now seeing the reason why Travis Kelsey is the number one tight end in the NFL. Dude, you can be nice. It's about consistency. But anyways, yeah. so fucking, you could check myself out. On the league, double R network, the rational rage. You can fucking find us at triple w triple Fucking check out our joints right there. If you're not into fucking browser listening, whatever, fucking you got Spotify, you got Apple Podcasts, you got Spreewell, you got a lot of these other stuff, right? You know, got a lot of these other listening options you can check us out on. Keep supporting us. Keep doing fucking keep fucking blessing us with these numbers, with your love and support. We are truly humbled. We're blessed. Spiro just dropped one. Some happy hour. Fucking check that out. It's free flowing. It's just uh, two dudes having a drink, just talking some shit about whatever it may be, current subjects or whatever. And like I said, you know, one thing that I always tell everybody, fucking, you know, we all get old, but never, never, never fucking don't lose your inner child, man. You know, there's that, Hell you know, no, the, you know, that's that inner child that that brings you peace of mind in this hectic world that, you know, that we're going through. So fucking Dave, you're going to hit me up on Instagram. Please don't be a scumbag robot, man. You know, I get these supposed people that are trying to fucking make me rich fuck out of here but anyways <laughs> if you're gonna hit me up on ig man you can find me under g415 0351 that is g415 0351 like i tell that like i've told all of you and just keep yourself mentally and physically healthy svs the dean of gsoc no matter where he no matter where he may be he is the dean of gsoc the baby, exactly. the baby dean of GSOC right now is Mr. Will Tour. So Sean, okay. Thank you. Thank you, brother. Fucking, I appreciate you having me on this wrestling with wrestling. Hey, fucking these almost two hours seem more like 30 minutes. Don't myself, they, man. you know, myself and this brother right here. You know, we had these conversations that you know they're deep, free-flowing conversations. This conversation right here is nothing forced. You know, we touch on a lot of subjects. You know, we're not, you know, fucking, this wasn't a review of anything. We just touched on the the most current thing, which is CM Punk and our thoughts about whatever it may be going on right now in this crazy thing we call the wrestling world. So, brother, it's your show. Bless it with a proper ending. Well, you know, you couldn't have said it any better, man. Um you know, I like what you said about the inner child, man. I want people to take that to heart, you know. I'm uh I'm getting close to the big four oh, man. I can see it on the horizon. You know, I got a few grays popping out of my beard now, sadly. <laughs> 
But what do I still do? I still watch my wrestling. I still throw on my PlayStation, you know. Once in a while, I still go back and watch shows that I used to watch as a kid, you know. Got it. Can't can't let that go, you know. It's how you keep alive. It's how you keep young. So, folks, do the same, you know. Be cool to each other, you know. Uh, be humble, and uh, just keep watching, keep supporting. You can find me on Twitter at L Superbeast, on Instagram at Sean Vanstein, and. Um, yeah, keep watching wrestling, keep enjoying. Hit up rationalrage.com if you have any questions or suggestions. You know, we want to hear from you. Like I said before, I'm not uh, booking for myself. You know, uh, this is a hobby. I want you guys to be entertained. I want you guys to be involved. So let us know what you think. Uh, if there's any other things you want us to cover. And uh, yeah, until then, uh, we'll see you the next time. Peace.